And we'd like to welcome everyone. We are two canters that have walked into a bar. I'm canter Matt Axrod from the wonderful Scotch Plains, New Jersey, suburban New York area. And I am here with... Cantor Penny Myers from Balmy Buffalo, Temple Pet Zion, Buffalo, New York. You heard that, Buffalo. So, you know, we, we got into, our, on our last episode, we got into what it was like being the Cantor in Buffalo. So <laughs> we'll, we'll certainly spare you the details this time. You just have to come and visit, Matt. Uh, well, you know, if, other, than, other than... Eating wings. And beer. And beer. Okay, beer's good. So speaking of beer, what are you drinking today, Penny? I am having a very yummy old-fashioned. Oh, yes. Me Can too. you hear the ice? Okay. So, so Penny, are you a, a bourbon or a rye fan in your old-fashioned? Well, if I'm in Buffalo, it's a rye. Why mm. is it rye? Because Why? it's Canadian. Oh. You know, that's that's what people, what what Canadians call it. So is, And is, I am fluent in Canadian. So is, is Buffalo basically a uh, suburb of Toronto? <laughs> All right, that's just mean. I wish. Buffalo's awesome. Don't knock it till you visit. <laughs> it's just a, it's a rest stop on the way to Niagara Falls. There you go. So, so Penny and I are two canters, as we've said. We've walked into this bar. Hopefully, the bartender will stop giving us the uh, the stink eye. The stink eye. And uh, well, we're, we're apparently good customers because we keep on ordering drinks. So I think we're good for the next few minutes. But we're here to share our thoughts about different things going on in our lives and in our temples, in our profession, and. Hopefully, we'll give you some different insight on certain topics. <clears throat> Unfortunately, uh, we don't have any kind of live call-in capability, so we have to anticipate all the questions that you'd have and try to come up with answers. Everything you've always wanted to ask. And never even thought to do so. That's true. So I, I think I might need another drink coming up soon. Yes. Okay, so speaking of, of self-medication, that leads us perfectly into uh, this afternoon's topic. And... The topic is how do clergy find their own clergy? How do clergy find support? We are there for everybody and we're gladly there for everybody. It's what we want to do, it's what we signed up to do, it's, it's what, what we're, we're called to do. It's what we're good at. And we want to reach people at all stages of their lives and whatever their needs are. Um, ho hopefully, in lots of happy occasions, but also in, in occasions that are, are sad or just stressful and people have emotional needs and they come to us and we're thrilled to be there for them. But what do we do when we need something and how do we seek, how do we get <coughs> what we hope our congregants are going to find from us and, and you know, from, from clergy? So Penny, what do you think? What, what's your opinion how do we engage in, I guess the term would be self-care? Well, all right. So I'm glad that you asked that question because you're right. We do engage and minister, for lack of a better word. I love that word. Right. Minister. minister. Is a, it's true. Minister is, is, unfortunately, it's a term that, of course, by definition, people think it refers to non-Jewish clergy, clergy. But minister as a verb uh, is exactly what we do all the time. So all ahead. the time. So I often... I often say to folks who are dealing with a difficult time or they're navigating throughout 
difficult life cycle events or even good life cycle events. I have a tagline in my office I often say to families, nothing like a good life cycle event to bring out the best in people and bring out the not so best in people. Many emotions are high, stakes are high, and so I will turn to my congregants and I will say, you're taking care of dot 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 dot, who's taking care of you? And so, Matt, you know, it is hard to find that balance, I will tell you, between, you know, first of all, that overdeveloped sense of guilt that I have as as a wife, as a mother to three teenagers, and to my congregation, not always in that order, often the exact opposite order. And I find that self-care need not be a dirty word. I think that self-care has a stigma those two words have a stigma attached to it that would often convey people thinking lazy or self-indulgent but the fact of the matter is is i work hard but i also take care of myself hard i believe in physical activity whether it's i'm about to walk right back up to the bar and get another beverage (laughs) hey i'm getting my steps in right so you know i gotta get work off that simple syrup in my old-fashioned for crying out loud or or I'll go for a run, um, or I'll even get massages. Because think about it, you know, walking in a hospital, visiting people at the bedside, davening, being on the pulpit, carrying a Torah, carrying my humash, my, my, my books, you know, it takes a toll on your body. Singing takes a toll on well, the body. So, so, so let me ask you a question. When, when people... And manicures, of course. Well, well, yeah, yeah, well yes. not, not for me. But my nails Clearly. Are, my, my nails are uh, You're are looking like a lumberjack. Uh, exactly. Um, so when, when people have emotional needs, they seek their clergy when, you know, God forbid there's a, a death or an illness in a family and they yeah. seek out... Uh, our support and our presence. What do we do? Where do we go when we have an illness in our family? Well, that is a very... And it's not even a rhetorical question. No, I'm, I'm trying that's... to ask, where, where do we go? So, that um, that that's actually, that's a question that's that, that I have lived through several times over, but, but more particularly, you know, um, my youngest, I have two boys and a girl. My two boys are, you know, they're all teenagers, but when my daughter was six, she was diagnosed with type 1 juvenile diabetes, and I had a crisis of faith. And even a few years before that, um, I lost a very good friend in a plane crash, a fellow cantor, cantor Susan Whaley. And within that same year, I also had to bury uh, a four-year-old child friend of one of my children, one of my boys, um, his friend. Um, You know, and it's tough when you're in the business, so to speak, or what you said in an earlier podcast, the C word, the customer service, and the C word in clergy, and, you know, our product is faith and God. Um, And you have to be on. You have to be on all the time. On all the time. You know, my faith in God is unshakable, but that doesn't mean that I don't struggle. And so I seek, actually, and I'm not saying this because you're sitting right next to me, about to buy me my next round, but you know, is it my turn for that already? Yes, it is. All right, I guess you that's know, fair. 
Yep. It's almost, you All can right, just hear the good. ice jingling by itself because there's no beverage in there. You know, I, I turn to my colleagues, you know, I really, really do. I, I turn to my colleagues and I find humor in them. And even with you, Matt, I mean, dare I take, there are moments. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean even with me? <laughs> I know, that's true, right? It's moments like this that like I, you know, I, I kind of giggle because sometimes you just need that collegiality or the camaraderie to kind of make fun of yourself in order to... To process. There's so, my Canadian pro influence. Process. Yes, I got all Canadian. I told you I was fluent <laughs> how, in Canadian. How many dollars is this drink cost? It's actually know. loonies, okay. not dollars. Oh, okay. And dollars. are we talking about American okay. or Canadian dollars? Okay. All right. So my perspective is, uh, I guess something a little, a little less maybe serious. It's not tragic. It doesn't have to do with illness or death. Is it building? Um, no, it's not. It it has to do with, I, I guess spirituality but I, I kind of sometimes hate that word so I'll just sort of say wow. the experience that the S word everything, everything has initials <laughs> with you That's so right. I'm thinking about the experience when people come to synagogue and they're they're participating in a service they're sitting there and um, usually we or maybe somebody else is leading the service officiating the service whether it's the rabbi who is giving the remarks or the sermon or we are leading the, the services and the prayer and we're trying to create a certain atmosphere and we hope it's the right atmosphere and we hope it's what our congregants want right and what do we get do we ever get to go to synagogue we get to walk into synagogue we get to lead services all the time which is cool and I love it it's what I signed on for but do we ever get to go to synagogue and do we ever get to be in the moment do we ever get to get in the zone um, the word I'm thinking of, Penny, you know this word, kavana, means intention. It's that's the K word. That's absolutely, or, or in Hebrew, it's the kuf word. The kuf um, word. That's right. Um, no, kavana is the cuff word. I, I misspelled it. Look at this. Wow, oh, wow. no more drinking oh, for oof, you. That was a rookie mistake. That I, really I, was. You've been in the cantor for, yeah. what, nine months? I might have to edit this out of the podcast. <laughs> no way. We're okay. keeping it in. Right, we'll, we make we'll mistakes, we, people. Exactly right. We make lots of okay. mistakes. Spe speaking of self-care. So with a K. That's right. So are we entitled to our own prayer experience? Huh. And and well, I'll let Penny comment on this, but then I want to give a little corollary. I want to give a little side. You're having a corollary? I'm, I might. <laughs> is that another C word? I'm, I'm and the bartender just looked at us. He's ready to kick us out. Yeah. <laughs> bartender, I think I'm having a corollary. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go off on a tangent. On this right. So, what do you think about that? All what right. do you think about that, Penny? About I think getting I, your own experience. Well, I will be honest. Here's my confession. I have two confessions. You know, confession is a c word, also. That is a c word. Awesome. Here's my v Dewey. I, for lack of a better word, I selfishly steal a few prayers when I lead for myself. Now let me let me just give you a little bit. That I, is an interesting expression. I like it. I steal what, the two prayers that I steal for myself is always the Shema, uh, which is the cornerstone prayer of the, our people's faith. And if you don't know what the Shema is, I mean, we have awesome marketing slogans. Nike is just do it. P.S. These are not sponsors of two canters walking to a bar. But if anyone is listening from the organization and would and you like to sponsor, sponsor us, our shofar shoes, we are we are <laughs> absolutely open. And to Matt and I are runners, so we would be very, yes. very happy right. with a just Jewett uh, Nike. I'm, okay, I digress. 
anyway, that's not bad. Okay, that's not bad. Shofar shoes. Right. The swoosh looks like a shofar. I like it. All right. So All right. And if you're if you're from Nike so, and you're listening, call us. Call right, us. Okay. So we have you know Nike has the slogan "Just Do It." Subway's slogan "Trafe," but that's okay. Eat fresh. Burger King, have it your way. The Jewish people's slogan is the Shema. It is the, you know, one of the first prayers that we learn as little kinderlach, little children, one of the last that we say on this planet, if we get the chance to have our vidui at our, if we are dying, God forbid. But what I find really particularly interesting is that no matter what congregation I'm in or that I'm serving or that I'm davening, which is leading worship, it's the prayer that everybody knows, so I don't feel that sense of... Oh, so they're not depending on they're you. They're not depending on me to leave it, close my eyes. I can just daven that with full kavana, with full intention and full full focus. And then kadusha, holiness. Um, my back is facing the kahal. Bartender's trying to kick us out. Anyway, but then also I find what's harder though, Matt, is to be a Jew in the pew. Okay, so perfect. You 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 segued exactly into it. You read my mind. We are well, completely simpatico, and I didn't even need to have a corollary to make it happen. I appreciate okay. you not dying. Okay, so that is exa- exactly what I wanted to bring up on those rare occasions where we actually get to be a regular congregant in some other setting. Ugh. Do you feel that our profession has ruined us for the experience? We know how the sausage is made. I, it's true, and. And I, I think what happens, I think they say this about um, when you're an author. And when, when you're an author, so you read other books, and basically every book you read is either you're completely envious and, and just about the writing that you read and you can't believe how good it is, or you think it's just the biggest bunch of garbage you've ever read. And there's a little of that when we go to other synagogues, either... We feel like this is the greatest service we've ever been, we've ever been at, and we have all these things we're listening to, and we want to imitate the the songs, and, and we get ideas, or we can't believe we have to sit through this, and and even more than and than regular congregants. Yeah. So it's exactly it. We know how the sausage is made. We know the behind the scenes stuff, and it's very hard, even when we're not on. That's right. To get the kavanah and to really enjoy things. Um, and so, like you were saying in the, in the examples you were giving about the Shema, we have to engage in spiritual self-care. We have to find our own strategies and our own little shortcuts that are going to let us do that. And I guess similar to what you were saying, the, the little strategies that I have, you find certain prayers or certain you know, uh, excerpts from the service that you can really let yourself go and and let yourself open up to oh i've let myself go okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, i mean come on and really more it's so in the last couple hours that's right that's right i mean our bartender's <laughs> loving me i'm putting his kid through college here i, I don't think you the look, other c word i don't think you look the same now as you looked when we walked into this place i appreciate that okay. thank you you're welcome who i didn't remember what i was saying oh so let myself go i, I understand let so, yourself let it go sorry no, that's the first time we, we've Wait, sung on this now podcast. disney if you want to sponsor we, it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Call us. Call us. <laughs> so what I do is more on the on the micro level versus the macro level. Wait, wait. Where, you have no, to explain. Both I will. Things to okay. Me. So so Penny's talking about certain prayers that and you know the kedusha, the shema that she can open herself up 
for and 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 focus in on and not worry let's say so much about the congregation i focus more in on specific words and phrases maybe really? so one of my examples you're is you're so deep i so one advantage we talk about we've kind of been focusing in all the disadvantages of being clergy and self-care but one real advantage is that we get to understand every word of what we're praying that we don't have to read in translation Tr- we don't or have transliteration to... exactly which there's nothing wrong nothing with that nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong nothing with that nothing wrong with that but there is a beauty to the prayers in the liturgy that's written in the Hebrew or Aramaic that no matter how wonderful the prayer and how wonderful the translation you know a translation is still only as beautiful as the person who is translating it so i i didn't really say that wait, wait, quite say eloquently, that but I think you get what For those who don't know, I am blonde. Go a little bit slower oh, okay. again, and, okay. and the old-fashioned okay. is A translation in. is only as good as the talent of the person who's writing it. It's still someone oh. else's words. But it's not literal. It's not, it's not the original, huh. and there is a beauty to the Hebrew. There is a beauty to the original liturgy that no matter how effective the translation is, you're still losing something. You're still t- losing um, some, some nuance. Yeah. So I will find, like, for one example is there's a word in the prayer before the Shema, the blessing before the Shema, the Ava Rabbah, and the word is Vidabek, Vidabek Libenu. And it means, again, this is a translation, but it's the word Dabek means to adhere or to affix. Um, and a modern translation of the Hebrew, they would use it um, as a word that would mean sticky, to stick. Yeah, right. Okay. I love that word. Like I, I love cocktail right um, now. You could, for Velcro, or I'm picturing like glue, that you stick one thing to another. And I love, and as far as I know, that's the only, I, I, I have to, I'd have to do a little more research, but offhand, I think it's the only instance in the liturgy where that word comes up the Dabakli Benu and and stick our hearts, make our hearts sticky to the transition. And it's just it's a funny image, it's a funny visual. If for some reason it just resonates with me. Well blood and, can be sticky. And and it it doesn't really matter why I like it. The fact is I like it. And it's a nuance that the average reader is not gonna get and the translation will never reflect. Right. It will be more of a sort of a, a general... It's a very visceral it's connection. It's a visceral connection. And it's just one word. I find one word, and every now and then I think about it, and it brings me to a certain place. Um, and I consider that, again, on the micro level, I consider that an example of self-care, that I am I'm finding my own spiritual place while I'm busy leading services, and I found something for myself while giving to everybody else. That is beautiful. Now I'm going to look at that prayer. You didn't think I had it in me, did you? I I really didn't. You thought I I was all fun, games, and drinking, didn't you? uh, Not in that order. Uh, Again, but but for sure, yes. Wow, who knew you were the serious one? I know. This is kind of weird. You know, I find that so compelling, the way that you say that. But the thing is, is that our liturgy, though... And this is my question to you on another correlate. Yeah. But that only happens certain time of day for you. What happens in the evening when well, that prayer isn't recited or said? What do you glean from other tefillot that aren't 
I can't. So time specific. So I can't give you an answer because it will differ. There's no one thing. My my goal is my quest is to find at least one thing every time. It is to, and it doesn't always happen because you know that sometimes yeah. it's just it's you all just, business. You go in, you do what you have to do, and and sometimes it's just sometimes a job. we phone it in. Right, absolutely. Like everybody, of course, except for surgeons. Right. Hopefully, they don't phone it in. But. But they might. They might. It's it's something that we hope. It's it's uh, something that we aspire to, and that if we can, if we can, you know, I remember when when our kids were little, not not Penny's and my kids because we don't have we're we don't we have different kids we, we have different families. But when, yes. when 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 my kids were little and we would go on family vacations. Now I don't know if you're listening if you have little kids at home. And if you can remember what it's like, or if you've experienced what it's like to go on a big family trip Okay, that's somewhere. PTSD right exactly. now. And I have more okay. children than okay. you. Now, of course, it's always, it's always oh. better in retrospect, but when you're going through it... Oh, it's okay. surrender to the right. chaos. It's, it's, it's one of these, you know, you got to have a family experience, and, but he, the days are chaotic. <laughs> so we had a saying. We had a, sort of a motto that if you could point to one fun or positive experience that you had that day, your entire day was a success. Wow. If you could point to one good thing that happened that day in the midst of all the chaos and bickering and Your kids boys bickered? Uh, I don't believe uh, that for a, a second. Then it was a good day. I use the same motto when it comes to prayer and to leading services and to spirituality. If, and it's not always, but if... I can find one moment, one little thing that I connected to and found, then it was a successful prayer experience for me. What do you think about that? I love that. Because I, I think that actually I, I do a modification of that. You know, it's interesting. I don't allow myself necessarily to, for your, to choose your word to adhere myself to that notion, but I often, I don't practice what I preach. I'll tell my students that I'm gonna capitalize on one thing or strength that they do really well, and we're gonna focus on that because, you know, practice, like with bar and bat mitzvah preparation or education, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes prepared, but that's a whole other... You're not going for perfect. I mean, they think we're going for perfect, but we're no, really but going nothing for... Is perfect. Pro- it's all process. It's all... Right. They have two... You know, I feel... I think we... I think for self-care, you know, to kind of bring it full circle, I think we all would do a better job if we were kinder to ourselves and allowed ourselves the same level of latitude, flexibility, patience, and mistakes with our own individual selves as we would our students, our congregants, our spouses, even our children, pets. That, that is a great way to wrap up the topic is to allow ourselves the same amount of latitude that we certainly allow our congregants. That, and I said this in a previous episode, our goal is to meet people where they are are we meeting ourselves where they, where we are? Are we allowing ourselves to be at whatever stage along the journey oh, and spiritual like that. that we need to be? It's true. Because otherwise, it's it's an unrealistic expectation that we're setting ourselves up for, and that we're setting our congregants up to look at ourselves. That's right. I think God wants us to be happy. 
And I think that if we were happier with any mistakes that we make or our own imperfections and we paid attention to recognizing that it's okay, I think the whole idea of self-care would be more strictly adhered to by, by everybody. I like how you, and, and you even brought in the word adhere. Like three times. Okay, I like I that. learned okay. a new thing today. All right. So, speaking of sticky, I spilled my drink a little bit, and, <laughs> and now the bartender's wow. going to have bit? to come. Sorry yes. about that. You need a Tide to go, because I have one. Uh, it's possible. A shout wipe. So, if you want to sponsor Tide or Proctor or Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> We're not above begging. We are definitely not above begging. So we're going to wrap up this episode while, while we still can and while we haven't yet been asked to leave the bar. So we hope you uh, enjoyed and got something out of our, our episode. And we look forward to having you join us next time. And in fact, we'd like to say that next time, drinks, drinks are on, are on us. us.